Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome once again to Las Vegas, Nevada. Last week, you met Bunker Bradley, one-time sports car designer and now a top fashion designer. Today, you'll meet his life partner, Rosalind Poon, who not only helps him with the fashion business, but is writing a book based on her belief that age is really just a state of mind. And you'll also hear from our regulars on the wine world of Eddie O. America's first master sommelier tells us that the term generous poor is not always the case. Eddie says there is indeed a right size for a glass of wine. On luxury living Vegas style, Gady Madrano of Flipping Vegas discusses tough love. That is, when you have to tell a client they can't buy a house. Brett Maley of Pawn Stars is back with his Vegas Art Minute. Today's topic is finding the right frame. Finally, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com discusses MGM 2020, which involves a lot of changes in service. Scott tells you how this will affect you. Are you one of those people that says, oh my gosh, now I hit 50, this is going to happen, and then all 60, this is going to happen, and so forth? Well, I've got somebody on who's going to change your mind how you think about that. It's a fascinating. Her name's Rosalind Poon. The book she's got, actually, there's a couple of titles. We're not sure. I think it's going to be Reset Your Inner Clock. I think that's the one, right? But if not, or the second line is, and I like this, Living Younger, Longer. And that's really the key. And, you know, Rosalind, we were talking before, and people don't take the brain part. And you've really dug into this in terms of aging because, you know, people say you're as young as you feel. But there's some truth to that. Oh, Steve, there's a lot of truth to it, mate. I mean, in fact... Our brain controls everything that we do every minute of every day. And the fortunate and unfortunate thing is, the fortunate thing is it does do it all, most of it on auto, autopilot, right? Um, and if it didn't, we'd never get anything done because we'd have to think of absolutely every step. But the unfortunate thing about it, though, is it also does everything on autopilot, right? Yeah. So as in when we're busy living life and doing what we do every minute of the day, our subconscious is sucking up everything, lots and lots of input from our surroundings and from our community, from people. And we don't even consciously know that it's going on, but it is. And it's the subconscious which controls how we feel about life and how we feel about ourselves. And basically, it's massive input into every decision we make. Okay, so you have people that think back of missed opportunities and so forth, and they remember when they failed back in 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever it is, right? That doesn't mean, and, and this is what I think the point of your book is going to be, it doesn't mean that's going to happen again. It doesn't mean you're going to, you know, like when you hit 60, that automatically means you're going to go, you know, get sicker and not achieve anything and so forth. How come, so, so what do we do? I mean, hopefully this book is going to get into more detail, <laughs> but what do we do? How do we change that dynamic? Because I think we're all kind of, we're sold that as little kids. Well, I think the problem with with our society, what's in nearly every society, is that we are truly a product of our environment. And 
So if we're living in a community all our lives where people are, for example, are super athletic, super healthy, they're greenies, they're into that sort of stuff, so will we, whether we like it or not. It'll just happen. But if we're in a normal average sort of community where um, guys turn 50, and I think I'm famous for saying, you know, Paul, I feel sorry for you guys. You go to sleep at 49 years, 11 months, you know, and 29 days, a really happy little guy, and the next morning it's your 50th birthday and you can hardly get out of bed because all of a sudden psychologically you've got the big 5-0, right? And that's just the beginning of the end. And, and that happens to all of us at the various stages. And when you were talking about a moment ago how things may have been catastrophic in the past and, and that sort of stuff and you don't need to bring it forward, one of the things about resetting your inner clock, which is what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. is and when you know how to do it, you can, in fact, reset your inner clock. And I did it the first time and I took back 12 years. So I went from a chronological age of 44 to an age of 32. And it literally took me 60 seconds to do it. Well, but that's, how, how did you pick that's that? Why, why did you do that? I mean, was 32 oh. like just a great year and you think, why can't it be like well, that still? I don't know. I think I was going to throw myself off a bridge at 30, but, you know. <laughs> but, um, you yeah. got adjusted to it. You, you, I, yeah, you get used to it. But I think for me, I, I generally don't know. I mean, the story, do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. Okay. So the reason why I'm very interested about living younger longer is because like most people, I just went through life doing what I do. And then one day... I happened to have a particularly bad time overseas, bored stiff, had a long flight back towards Melbourne, Australia, which is where I come from, in case you haven't worked it out yet. Um, And I was feeling really down and miserable. I was feeling fat. I was feeling old. I was just feeling everything. I was thinking it's my 44th birthday, which my mind immediately went into hyperdrive, went, oh, God, that means it's 50. Oh, no, 50 means it's 60. Oh, no, 60 means it's retirement. And retirement means, ah, I'm not ready to retire. I don't have enough money. I'm going to be broke when I retire. And so this whole scenario happened in light speed. And what happened to me is that I had an epiphany at the time and said, well, hang on. If I look at my what I've got right now as say, and I did, I literally picked 32. I don't know why 32 came about. I said, well, if I was a 32-year-old, how would I see my life? So as of just a moment ago, I was about to throw myself off a bridge. So I thought, okay, as a 32-year-old, and I had a look around my office and I thought, well, this is not bad. I've got a computer company. I've got some pretty big clients, some big banking clients, um, and I've got a very sexy black Porsche in the driveway, which was mine, lots of leads and lots of friends and lots of things to do. So all of a sudden, nothing had physically changed. So it's not like I had a magic wand and I yeah. could wave it. What changed was my my mind. It was my mindset. It was my belief system. And literally, it, and that filtered how I saw things and how I felt about things. Does that mean then also it affects like who you hang around with, what oh, things you do, that, well that kind of thing? Well it, well, it does to an extent insofar as when I recalibrated my inner clock, or reset your inner clock, back to 32, the most important thing for me to start with was that I actually was really, I was really comfortable with that age. I felt really good. And at that time I thought, wow, 32, I've got 30 years all of a sudden, like to do everything and get enough money to retire on so I don't, you know, live on the the government handout, which who wants to do that? But, and so I had a completely different attitude. More with Rosalind Poon in just a few moments. Time now for the wine world of Eddie O, featuring Eddie Osterlin, America's first master sommelier, Today, Eddie talks about when more is too much. 
Eddie, what's the proper pour? I think some people like to give what they call a generous pour. It's almost a full glass, but you say that's not the right way to do it. Well, you know, you're trying to, I mean, you want people to taste a bunch of things, hopefully. You know, so a three-ounce pour is, is a nice, you get eight people on a bottle. So when you entertain, a lot of people have six people over, maybe eight at the most. That's all that sits at a dining room table. So, however, you know, pour three ounces and you get eight people on a bottle. When my wife and I go out to a, a restaurant and we order wine by the glass, often they'll pour a five-ounce pour or four-ounce pour, and we will take, I will take that glass, and I'll ask for another empty glass. I'll put it next to that, and I'll pour half of the glass in the empty glass because I don't need four or five ounces of wine just to taste it. I'm not there to drink the glass down. So we split wines by the glass. That way we can have more tastes and try more different things. So you don't need to down the glass of wine um, just because it's big. So split it. You know, they may look at you kind of funny, like, what are you splitting the wine or something like that? You know, as a matter of fact, when I order my dinner, I'm going to split the appetizer. I don't want the whole appetizer. I just want a taste of it because what if I don't like it? You know, I mean, so I'm, I'm always splitting foods. I'm even asking the waiters, you know, we'll, we will want to try several things on the menu. And we'll say to the waiter, you know, we want to sample a couple of things. Will you take that entree and cut it up? split it, and put it on a separate plate for my wife. I'll tip you. I'll take care of you. But I don't want the whole thing because most restaurants serve entrees that are too damn big. And you run out of appetite, you know? I mean, you don't need to eat 12 ounces of steak. Four-ounce sample is fine. So take a small fillet, cut it in half, and serve it that way, and then I get to try the veal, and I get to try the lamb. Side by side, lamb against it. Sometimes I like to have... I love, I love steak, you know? I like to go to the store and I like to buy a choice cut of uh, a ribeye and a prime cut. They're twice as expensive. You put them side by side and, you know, you decide. Is it twice as good? Probably not twice as good. It's always better, but it's not twice as good. And you only know that by being able to sample the thing side by side. Eddie O will be back again next week with more tips on wine and power entertaining. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. More with Rosalind Poon in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie, coast to coast on the Biz Talk Radio Network. Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with life change tea at getthetea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance, and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to GetTheTea.com and stock up on organic non-GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. GetTheTea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best naturally. All you have to do is log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. Getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Changing America's health one teabag at a time. 
Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. In My Son the Fanatic, Parvez is a good man a Pakistani immigrant who has brought his family to the Midlands of England. Subtle racism pervades his world, but he chooses to move on in good cheer despite his wounds. Parvez is ecstatic when his son becomes engaged to the police chief's daughter, but during a family visit to celebrate the pending union, his future in-law's displeasure is clear. Another wound for Parvez and a turning point for his unhappy son. Parvez drives a cab, taking fares at night for the extra income. He meets other seekers who are not necessarily seeking betterment. Among them is a prostitute, a victim of her own circumstances. They are both at heart kind souls who share a wise understanding of the limitations of a harsh world. They become more than friends, two outcasts absorbing reality's blows. With his son turning to the fanaticism of the old country and his wife no longer trying to assimilate, Parvez seeks solace with his beloved jazz records and the occasional scotch. This is a subtle and complex story indeed. But thanks to the talents of those involved, one is not left with a sense of hopelessness. This film is blessed with a perfect and hopeful ending. My Son the Fanatic. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. The action is hot. The atmosphere cool. And the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms. 70 lanes of bowling. An 18-screen movie theater. 8,000-seat arena. Fabulous dining. Virtual reality. A giant race and sports book. And the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Two blocks west of the Strip. Minutes from the airport. With rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Rosalind Poon, writer, researcher, and designer. Because I genuinely took it on, I genuinely believed. So consequently, in answer to your question, some of my friends and pals who were progressively getting older, it wasn't obvious immediately. It became obvious, though, the closer they got to 50 and when I announced, when they were all turning 50, that, oh, I'm going to sell up everything and I'm going to go to the United States and live. And they all had a heart attack. Right? And they sort of <laughs> looked at me and they said, what? Are you crazy? Like, you know, we're 50. You're supposed to be getting ready for retirement. You're supposed to be squirrelling away everything and saving and, and not 
doing crazy things like this. In fact, they thought I was crazy. And I, and it was at that point that I realised that there was a parting of the ways. But it's not that I lost my old friends. They just became old friends. Right, yes. right. And, and I acquired new friends. So since living in Las Vegas, which is an incredible place to live because it's so easy to meet people of all ages and all backgrounds, we find now that most of our friends are, in fact, in their middle 40s. Right. And that's not by choice. That just happens just to be like that. that well, because that's the way I am. I'm, I'm that age. So, so I, did you just change the default then in your brain? Because I think we all kind of have a default, right? That, okay, in 50, this is going to happen, and then in 60, like, we're trained that really yes, from birth. Absolutely. So you just said, no, I'm going to change that. Well, I, I realized that day on my 44th birthday that – there is nothing, there's, there's, no, there's no real thing called time to start with, right? And you do some research into Einstein and people like that and they'll explain all about it. But, but I thought, well, okay, so if there's no time, who, who, is there, who, who has the right to tell me in my life that I'm going to be this age and I'm going to act according to that right. age? Nobody. It's my life. So if I'm willing to take on the responsibility, which is what it is, right, and become aware of it, then I can set it to whatever I feel comfortable at. Right. right. And, and consequently, because of that, because I recalibrated it, to make the decision to sell up my home on the beach, to sell up my motorbikes and all sorts of crazy right. toys that I'd accumulated and go to America where I knew nobody, no network, no credit card, no driver's licence, no nothing, except I did know Bunker mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so, but... It was my decision because it was my yeah. life. And so it's exciting. But the interesting thing also is when I first recalibrated from 44 to 32, I saved 12 years. I inserted 12 years into my timeline that very day. I didn't lose the experience. So all of a sudden I was now 32 with all the advantages of all the lessons I'd learned from my first time of being 32 to 44. Right. Right. I could use all that and build on that. But now I had the youthful enthusiasm of someone who's 32. Well, this is the thing then. We all know that we're all going to die. Everybody's going to die, right? We all know that. Oh, yeah. You don't know I... when, but we know we're going <laughs> to die. So, but you're saying, I think a lot of people feel that we're all going to age and they feel that it's kind of the same, like death. They're going to age a certain way. And you're saying, no, you, you will end up with the death part, but, but who knows? Well, and that's, that's quite true. In, in my book, I mentioned that there are a couple of things that as humans we say are definites. That is taxes and death. And, and they're quite right. But the point that I want to make is that really the two things. One is we all know we're going to die, and even I admit I'm going to die. And so <laughs> yeah. what? That's it. You know? um, but all my friends and all the people I've interviewed have said that they wouldn't mind, they don't mind dying, if in fact they could stay young right up until that point. Right. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to age. We don't want to get old. We don't want to get dependent on people. We don't want to, you know, do all the horrible things that, that we see elderly people doing and we see on television and in the media, right, as being represented. Right. So the trick with this is in recalibrating your thinking, what we're doing is we're deferring old age to as late as humanly possible. Right. Yes. And that's, that's the trick. Well, that makes sense. Have you actually ever shared some of these concepts? Because I know, you know, <laughs> this isn't just, you know, she's thinking about this. Okay, I'm going to do this. You've done a lot of research. And have you ever really kind of talked with doctors? Because I know there are some people, some doctors out there that kind of believe, like you, that that is a part of that. Like, yeah, you're going to get older, but it's how you're going to get older. 
in, it's not just a matter of, well, you got to work out and you got to do this and that. It's, you got to believe it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, well you do. And, and getting old or aging is like taxes. Right? Right. So I, the, the object of the exercise in, in today's society is to minimise your tax. Right? So we have tax accountants who help us to minimise our tax. Right. We don't have to pay it, but we try to do it. Same with ageing. Right? So ageing is like tax. We know we're going to age, but the trick is to minimise it. Right. And, and that's why it's great to hear that doctors and people like that, and I've met quite a few around the world, that also agree that a lot of it, or most of it now, comes from our mind. It's, it's what goes into the back of our heads. And the problem with being human, of course, in today's society is that we have so much to do just to live. Right? There are so many demands yeah. on us that who has time to sit on the top of a mountain and think about this stuff? You don't, but I actually have. Yeah. You will hear more from Rosalind Poon in just a moment. Time now for Luxury Living Vegas Style with Katie Medrano, star of Flipping Vegas, which you can see on the DIY Network. Just check your local listings. You know, there are times when we think we're ready to buy a home, but financially, we're not. Katie discusses what happens when we have to face the truth. So have you ever had to tell somebody, you know what, I just can't help you in this case. You know, I'd love to, but you're not ready to buy a house yet. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's never just that cut and dry. What I do is I show them the steps to purchase. So maybe they don't qualify now, but they can qualify in the future. This is what it's going to take for you to qualify in the future. And then you just put out a game plan and just help them coordinate because sometimes it may seem overwhelming to someone. Like, hey, they know that they messed up on their credit or hey, they know that they they were in between jobs or hey, they know, you know, they, they went through a divorce or, you know, quite a few things like life happened. So for me, I just try to really get them to reach their goals and create a plan. So it's not, I just don't turn people away. I give them a path to home ownership. Well, and, and, and you would really be doing them a disservice. You know, you talk about really uh, this commitment to excellence and stuff. If you put somebody willingly in a house that you knew it was going to fail, that, that ultimately destroys what you're trying to build. Yeah, sometimes it just does. And, and that happens often where... I'm looking at the situation. I'm like, "Hey, are you sure?" <laughs> you know, like, like I mean, don't str- and because that also, I, I lived through the recession. I mean, I went through all that. I went through working with people that lost their homes, that lost really everything, like actually, and that had experienced marital problems on account of it. I, I, I've sat in meetings where I'm, I'm almost like a, a marriage counselor, trying to calm everybody down, you know, and and really getting them away from foreclosure, or getting them into a short sale, or you know, a loan modification, and, and creating a game plan during a kind of crisis time. And so I'm used to those tough conversations. I'm used to working that out. So when it comes to a buyer now, when things are easier, I, I, I still assess it correctly and. At the end of the day, you do. You're an adult. You're, you're going to do what you're going to do. But I'm going to lay out all your options as, as bluntly as possible, so you know exactly what you're getting into. You can find out more about Gady at GadyRealEstate.com, spelled G-A-D-Y. People ask me all the time about the good old days in Las Vegas. You know when you could stay for less and your money went a long way. Well, guess what? I got the way you can do that right now. Stay at the Orleans Hotel. It's a great place. Believe it or not, they have free parking, which is almost unheard of these days. Lower resort fees. Make a reservation at orleanscasino.com. That's orleanscasino.com. More with Rosalind Poon in just a few moments. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network.
The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! had gotten free at the five and was all alone in the end zone two yards in. That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week... Different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Head to toe. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. 
Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to soon-to-be author Rosalind Poon. Well, you know, Rosalind, I mean, I think back to my father, and when he got really sick, he had some heart issues. And I remember talking to the doctors, you know, so it was a scary time. And the doctors would come back and go, well, you know, attitude is really important on this. And then when I heard you talking, I'm thinking, you know, you're saying sort of the same thing. It really is. I mean... And and I think yours is even more developed because I think if you go in with that thing, the other will take care of itself because that's how you're going to look at not just a medical problem, but almost anything you can stress or anything you come across. It's it's all the same thing. The deal is we have attitude, we have state of mind, and we have our belief system. So all those three things combined really control your life. They control how you respond to life. They control whether you're a half glass full, a half empty person. They control every decision you make, whether you're a people person and you're, and you're quite effervescent or whether you're a shy person, whether you speak loudly or whether you speak quietly. All those things happen because of these three things. And, for example, if your state of mind, which and you have two types of state of mind, you have a core state of mind, which is your basic fundamental personality. So you're either, for example, an optimist or a pessimist. Right. Um, but then you also have state of minds that happens through the day and your state of mind changes during the day. So you might wake up, like I do sometimes, oh, this is a great day, this is exciting, and then I jump on the scales and go, oh, God, <laughs> now I'm going to throw myself off a bridge. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, my state of mind changes from happy to, oh, yuck, I knew I shouldn't have gone out for dinner last night. Right. And then later on in the day you bump into an old friend, oh, it's all exciting for your state of mind. Now, when your state of mind changes to exciting and someone asks you a hard question, oh, the answer comes straight away. Right? But if you're feeling a bit, you know, upset with yourself and it's a bit miserable and someone asks you even an easy question, you go, oh, look, I don't know. Well, See me tomorrow. The concept of this book hmm. is basically going to make somebody happy. I mean, it really is that simple when you think about it because when you're looking at it that way – Life is better, right? Because, you know, living a, a younger, longer, that's just a better way to live. I don't think anybody's going to argue, no, no, I want to get old and <laughs> feeble fast. I, I, look, I, th- I thoroughly agree. I've done some amazing things since I recalibrated my age. But also the added advantage, which is in the book and explains what happens, is that when I recalibrated, like I said, I inserted 12 years, smack bang into my timeline right there and then. Yeah. But... 
over the last 20 years, what I've ended up doing is I've recalibrated the rate to which I age. So in effect, I've now actually grabbed 20 years of my lifespan and put it into my timeline. Well, this is sort of like the old joke, you know, Jack Benny used to do where he was 39 all the time. But listening to you, it sort of makes sense. Why should you be limited to? Because when people hear a number, if they hear somebody's a certain age, it instantly, from their perspective, gives that thought to the other person. And it's really unfair. I've known people well into the 60s that are youthful and fun. And I know people in their 30s that are, couldn't be older. Well, exactly the same thing. And with us in our general community, it's typesetting. Right. Or it's stereotyping, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like I said, most of our friends that we have are usually around the similar age, right? So, if you're in your 60s, normally most of your friends are also in the 60s. So, you tend to flock together. So, you have similarities, you relate, you, you do things. But when you realise that that's what's happening to you and there's a good chance that you're ageing prematurely, which is what I call it, I... I um, got a trademark called the premature aging virus, right? Which is what this is all to do. You can step away from it, and you can start to reprogram your mind, and and you actually look at things and say, "Well, hang on, those guys—they're okay. They're in their sixties, and they're doing whatever they're doing. But gee whiz, you know, I want to go and back to university. I want to get sort of another degree because I want to do something else." You are listening to Rosalind Poon, writer, researcher, and designer. Well, help me with something. So I've got oh. a couple of friends that I went to school with, okay. you know. I mean, we're like within a year of each other, right? right. Yes. One guy, kind of a wild guy and so forth. And I'm, he has a completely different, like a younger appeal. He, he doesn't realize how what really chronological he is. Whereas another one got married early and, and I'm all for marriage. I have a great marriage. But in their particular case, it's like they aged even quicker. They, they squared things or yes. something. yeah. So what do you do? Because I know you're right because when I'm around the, the other guy, I feel younger myself. Yes. And I'm with the other, I, you know, things start to hurt a little more, right? <laughs> so how do, you, okay. how do you deal with that? Because you have to deal with that too because, you know, you have the belief system. But how do you do it in terms of the people you're interacting with? I, see, for me, it's no longer a matter of me having to condition myself to my environment because I've taken control of my mental environment. So whether I'm mixing with elderly people or whether I'm mixing with someone who's 65 and, and sort of feels that they're about 90 or whether I'm dealing with someone who's 35 and feels like, you know, they're, they're 90, it doesn't affect me any longer, right? So I understand them. So I see it intellectually for them. So it doesn't bother me. That's fascinating. Well, I, the, I can't wait for this book to come out. <laughs> tell me nor can little, I. <laughs> well, tell me a little about when you expect to have it out and a little bit about the process because okay. you're a designer, your husband's a you guys are very oh, yes. <laughs> intelligent people. I can see those brains going, clicking together. And I have the feeling you kind of, uh, you know, the very reason you complete, people talk about these type of books, nobody yes. does them. Mm -hmm. You've actually done them. You had the idea you guys do them. I have. So talk a little about that process and then tell us when we can start looking okay. for it. Well, the process started quite a long time ago. Right? And I was happily, had recalibrated my age and... I bumped into this American car designer that happened to be in Australia at the time and started talking to him about it. And then he said, oh, you should write a book. And I thought, me? Write a book? You know, <laughs> get off the grass. But <laughs> Sorry, I'm Australian, so I have some colloquialisms. But, I like um, that one. Get it, off the grass. Yes, okay, I like that. Frank is pretty persistent. He's the most focused person mm -hmm. I've ever met. Long story short, he eventually got me to do it. Right, so I wrote it, the book a couple of times. He's actually had a look at it and we, we collaborate. 
Because, again, the problem I've got is I have a lot of Australian sayings and colloquialisms, so he has to go through it and Americanise it right. a bit. <laughs> right. He's my translator. So, And then eventually it's got to the point now where I believe it's going to be published around about May, June this year. So I'm very that's excited. And, and it is called Reset Your Inner Clock because that's what it's all about. And the byline is go from old to bold in 60 seconds. You know, I, I think the amount of work you put into this and oh, the amount the of thought you put into it, yeah, I think you might want to see this as something beyond a book. I mean, this really is kind of a lifestyle that people can adjust to. There's a lot of ways that people can be um, informed about this. Maybe the book is just the kickoff. Well, Steve, I really hope so because I, I love helping people. I really do. And, and even though my whole background is technology – my role in technology has always been for me is to help the business better understand better and better control the IT department, right? Because the IT department have always got the upper hand right? and yeah. business is always the one paying the bills and they're always the one getting beaten up. So my role has always been to help them and to educate people. So to educate people on living younger, longer and taking control is just, I'm really excited about it. More with Rosalind Poon in a moment. Time now for your Vegas Art Minute, featuring Brett Maley, the fine art expert for Pawn Stars and art estimator at Art Encounter, which is one of the finest galleries in the West. You have to Google that. We've talked about it a number of times, just how important framing is to bring out a piece and so forth. And I'm just wondering, do you find yourself kind of talking people away from certain things? Because somebody might look at a... A frame is, oh, my God, that's way too ornate or just the opposite. And in reality, for that particular piece, no, you got to think a little differently. Yeah. When it comes to framing a piece of artwork, I mean, that's very much a personal uh, taste, every bit, every bit as much as the art purchase itself. So although I try to you know, guide people as to what might set the piece off best, and our framing staff here, they're experts. They've won awards at designing frames for works. Ultimately, it's your decision. And you know, fortunately here at Art Encounter, we've got molding from Italy. We've got you know whatever you want, be it ornate or something streamlined that you know uh, you know leaves more of the impetus on the artwork itself. We can accommodate you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you ever see anybody that kind of the old brown loafers on a tuxedo where, you know, that just isn't right? Well, absolutely. And, yeah, the framing makes all the difference. I mean, we, we've had some pieces that have been brought in here that uh, have been million-dollar pieces, and they've gotten, you know, they got $10 frames on them. And, and it, it just really – you can't, can't take your eye off the frame. And uh, same thing, I've seen $20 posters framed by our framing department where they look like million-dollar pieces. So the framing is something you really do want to give consideration to both from an aesthetic standpoint – and also, too, from a preservation and conservation standpoint, framing is crucial to preserving your investment. You want to make sure you have uh, you know, uh, acid-free materials. You want to make sure that it's UV protected, different things like that. And here at Art Encounter, we can advise you on that as well. Don't forget to visit Art Encounter on your next visit to Las Vegas. You'll see contemporary artists, old and modern masters. You'll learn all about custom framing and Brett's specialty, art appraisal. You can do all of that on your next visit. Please go to artencounter.com. That's artencounter.com. More with Rosalind Poon in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Mangie, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.
So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger-looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. Visit us at BESD.US. And now. Another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Bernie is based upon actual events. While masterclass actors Matthew McConaughey, Shirley MacLaine, and Jack Black work their magic, it's the real townsfolk interviews that provide the hilarious backbone of its documentary style. Bernie is a fine person, but maybe not like you and me. As the mortician in the small Texas town, he guides those in need through their funeral and mourning process, delivering flowers and cupcakes to cheer those left behind. Active in his church and mentor to the local theater group, he's just an all-around good guy. When the most hated and richest old woman in town loses her husband, Bernie is sensitive to her loss. Ignoring her callous ways, he brings her companionship and comfort. While she appreciates his attention, she soon reverts to wickedness, berating Bernie, just as she has done to drive so many others away. Too nice to leave her in her loneliness, Bernie kills her and puts her in the freezer, pending a proper burial. After all, Bernie is a kind man. Bernie, the film that is, is part documentary, part entertaining black comedy, and part true, inspired by actual events. Its real genius is in allowing those who actually lived those events to shine along with the stars. Bernie. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be... Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. 
which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to our last few moments with Rosalind Poon. Well, and the work you do with your husband, Bunker. Oh, yes. You know, basically makes incredible uh, women's <laughs> wear that makes them feel better about themselves. So that kind of goes right along with it, what you're trying to do. It, it really does. It really does. And, and you're quite right because I get a real kick out of it when a lady comes into our studio. And for those of you who don't know, Bunker and I have got a a women's fashion company called Bunker Bradley Couture. And it came about to solve seven problems that I had isolated that women have. I really love it when a lady comes into our showroom and she sort of is a bit apprehensive, a little bit terrified and says, look, I only wear black. I've been a big girl all my life. And that's just how it is. And I think, well, okay. Well, am I in trouble now? Because I don't have much black. But anyway, but I let them wander around. And then while they're doing it, I find a dress that I think might suit their body shape because the graphics are designed to make you, if you've got big hips, you want little hips or little hips, you want big hips and all sorts of things. And when they put the dress on and they look in the mirror, I get such a kick because their face lights up. Yeah, that's a great feeling. (laughs) Wow. Like, how did that happen? Right? Does a big shift. And because all of a sudden the clothes are there, she meets, meets the clothes, right? And she said, the day is fantastic. So it can change you. Well, it does change you. Well, that's yes. fant- it is fantastic. The book you're going to start looking for is called Reset Your Inner Cl- Clock. Yes. We're going to keep, you, we'll keep oh. you up on the show. We're going to tell everybody right Thank when you. it's going to come out, and we'll have you on again. Uh, so in the meantime, is there any yes. place if people want to uh, see what you're talking about or anything? Is there any place we can go? Well, there are a couple of things that I'm doing. One is, of course, you can go to bunkerbradleycouture.com to see our clothing line, which is worth looking looking for. And also, I have a YouTube channel called Reality Roz, and on it, I have a series of videos called Today's Woman, where I interview women from around town, and we talk about relationships, um, effective communication, and what people are passionate about. And that's fun, and it's one of those things where, you know, it doesn't take a long time. It's the perfect thing, but you can make it a habit. It's great. Look, look it's, it's really lovely, and, it's, and I ask the same three questions of every woman so we get a completely different point of view. And this year... I'm branching out to include a series on modern man. Excellent. So, so watch out, Steve. Blokes like you, you have to come Absolutely. on and tell me what you're passionate about, you know, how to relationship.
relationships work. And that's what I found fascinating. I did a test run with one of our colleagues in Las Vegas, a guy, and I thought, well, I asked them the same questions. And I thought, okay, I will, and I did. And it was great hearing his point of view about how relationships work. I thought, oh, this could be really good. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Well, that is fantastic. We're going to keep track of that, and we'll have you on again, Rosalind. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Bye. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, discussing what is one of the biggest changes in Vegas, MGM 2020. You brought up MGM 2020, and I found that fascinating. Just uh, the other day, we saw the Park MGM actual uh, kiosks instead of people where, you know, greeting people when you're coming in, checking you in. And they even have a thing, you wrote about it, uh, virtual bartenders, which I, I don't understand that. What is this? And do you think it's going to work? Because you're kind of asking people to, you know, maybe for, you know, they're making some savings, but you're asking people, visitors, to kind of accept working with machines. Yeah, it's, it's a great question because they're uh, investing a lot in technology. Uh, as you said, we walk through Park MGM and it is virtually all kiosks, check-in kiosks, where it used to be front desk agents. So uh, the number I heard was they went from 15 or 20 ticket agents at any given time to one. There's one person who is helping people with these kiosks, and that's their sole employee. We walked by the check-in desk. There was literally nobody behind the desk. Even at the VIP desk, they asked people to go check out the kiosk. So that is absolutely changing. Um, whether it is going to work or not is an interesting question because it's working uh, for a lot of people because those lines are unbearable. So there's a human factor that's it's nice when you hit a hotel. You want to be greeted. You want to have somebody ask, how was your flight or your drive-in? But for the most part, in terms of efficiency, a lot of the feedback I've gotten is that people like the kiosk. They like the automated element. It becomes a little trickier when you talk about bartenders because uh, at this point, they're replacing service bartenders at MGM Resorts across town with cocktail-making machines. So service bartenders are not the bartenders you interact with. These are folks behind the scene. Your cocktail waitress gets the drink. She takes it behind the scene. She basically just fills a glass with ice, pushes a button, and your cocktail comes out. So that bartender, is you're not going to experience uh, anything any differently uh, because that's a machine. But the, 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 it's a slippery slope because these uh, machines are going to start popping up in other areas of the casino it's kind of a joke that, you know, machines or robots are taking over the, you know, the jobs of humans. But in many cases, that's absolutely true. And a lot of that happens behind the scenes in the culinary world. A lot of the, the food preparation is automated. A lot of the functions of a lot of these casinos are things we never see uh, in the area of housekeeping and the uniforms and, and all that back of house stuff. A lot of that has to do with automation now. And it's for cost savings. It's just a business reality. But it's absolutely a great question of does that change your Vegas experience? You know, when people came to Vegas before, they'd slip the the uh, person doing the check-in 20 bucks. It's a $20 trick, right? You say... Um, I'm checking in. Here's a little something for you. Do you have anything better? And quite often it would work. They would give you an upgrade based on that tip. Well, now there's nobody to tip. It's a machine. It's going to give you the room that you got and just deal with it. So that the kind of the, the folks that knew Vegas as it was, they're kind of, you know, they're uncomfortable with it. But I think for the most part, it's like an ATM and a bank teller. You know, you, you still got a bank teller if you need one. But a lot of people just like the ATM more. It's straightforward. It's quick. You're in and out. As far as the big gamblers go and such, do you see 
some of the competitors to MGM taking the opposite approach, like, hey, we're still going to, it's still like the old days with us, we're going to take care of you, it's going to be a personal thing. Well, I think some will play that up as part of their marketing, but I think for the most part, any innovation that you see at any resort that saves money is going to be followed. So the typical pattern in Vegas is MGM will start uh, paid parking, Caesars will wait six months to see what the backlash is. There was some backlash, but they instituted paid parking as well. So a lot of those innovations, kind of uh, quite a few are happening simultaneously, both Caesars and MGM, the two biggest casino companies in the world have basically been shadowing each other in terms of the check-in kiosk and, and some of that technology, the parking, uh, monitoring, uh, the drink monitoring. That's another one. They've kind of, they watch each other and they work with a lot of the same vendors. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that once um, MGM rolls out this service bartender machine, Caesars is going to jump on board probably with the same company and they'll all be, all be doing the same thing. Thanks for listening. Each week, you'll meet the movers and shakers around Las Vegas that makes it one of the most exciting cities in the world. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Manchie reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. The action is hot. The atmosphere cool. And the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms. 70 lanes of bowling. An 18-screen movie theater. 8,000-seat arena. Fabulous dining. Virtual reality. A giant race and sports book. And the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Two blocks west of the Strip. Minutes from the airport. With rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com.